to the colonels and everybody in Popcorn Nation, I'm sorry. Extremely sorry. Three and a half buckets for Too Fast, Too Furious was never done before, and I was caught up in an oversell. But I'll promise you one thing. A lot of good will come from this. You'll never see another podcaster prepare as well as I do. And you'll never see another podcaster push his partner like I will the rest of the year. You'll never see another duo pot harder than we will the rest of the year. Thank you, and God bless. And welcome back into Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joined, as always, by Wes Ledesma, a contrite Wes Ledesma, as you heard in that opening. And Wes, that had to be kind of hard, given that uh, that humbling press conference. It's tough, Dave, but uh, sometimes when you make mistakes, you got you to gotta be a little contrite and step up and admit when you're wrong. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> what, what's the new review for Too Fast, Too Furious? We're gonna drop down just a half bucket though. We're still at a solid three buckets. I can't wait. I can't wait for next week's press conference to uh, drop it back down to two to and a half. Keep going hey, down. At least you realized it was a little bit of an oversell. You went a little too high on your two a fast, too high. Furious. You can't just be giving out those three and a half buckets. Those are gold. They're you know one step away from the four. So I. I felt like out there. A yep. real man admits uh, when he's wrong. So make sure uh, if you want to give us uh, comments on, you know, if you want to be part of the press corps and ask questions, uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook at the Michigan Podcasting Network. We'll, we'll comment. We'll go there. I have a feeling today is going to bring a lot of conversation because as we talked about before, this is our tombstone bucket list. We're breaking it down, and I know these recasts are going to get the kernels out there pretty fired up. So we're excited about that. Also follow us on Twitter at DFTP Movie Pod. Uh, we're so excited. We just crossed a huge milestone here at Don't Forget the Popcorn. We have just had, uh, we went over the 5,000 listens milestone. I mean, 5,000 wow. listens. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about That's that. That's awesome. Uh, when you, you compile all the stats and look at that, huge shout out to all the kernels out there for sticking with us on all this ride. Uh, you know, we wouldn't keep doing this if we didn't keep getting all the Through great the ups feedback. and downs, the high ratings and the low ones. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the too fast and the too furious. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have it all, but you're going to want to tune in next week as well. We're going to kind of start moving towards that spooky season, Wes. I don't know why you get that little shimmy. I don't know why I did that little shimmy. We're getting into that spooky season. Is that Halloween at Cedar Point? Is, is that what you're talking about? No, it's we're, we're getting into that you know fall movie season. That's Halloween time. Mm-hmm. You're going to review it too tonight. I'm excited to hear that yeah. one. But next week's pod, we're getting a top five. We're not doing a top five actor, not a top five you know, showcase or anything like that. Top five villains top five movie villains there's a lot that you can have deep roster to pick from there i don't know i mean i don't know how you get hans gruber off that list for me but we're gonna see i'm gonna try my best your you know your jack palance and you know batman joker and batman (laughs) a lot of good stuff i think i just wanted to sneak jack palance in there actually (laughs) you're my number one (laughs) pick Uh, got to work on my panels mm-hmm. for next week. But there you go. Top five villains <laughs> next week. So start thinking about that, too. Uh, but speaking of spooky season, I don't know why I keep saying spooky season. I think I saw it on Disney Junior the other day. So I mean, the spooky yeah, I blame it on the kids. Just watch Halloween spooky. spooktacular yeah. or something. I <laughs> uh, can't wait for Hocus Pocus uh, bucket list in three weeks. Oh, good uh, Lord. What is, what is Macaroni Midler up to these days? But here we go. Reviews. You got a chance to see it, too. Yes. Does 
it live up to the hype? It does. <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah, right? saying it, no. No, I'm a, I was a huge fan of it. Dave, I like the Tim Curry's. What do you think? Okay, all right. Tim I think Curry's, going, I guess, there's that's the original, just one. The yep. TV miniseries, or it was a, like a two-part yep. on the TV. I just always remember it as like the, the, the double VHS box yeah, set yeah. that you always had there. So I was a huge fan of that. So going into this, I knew I was really going to like it. What do you think of the first one? Huge fan. Yeah. I mean, that that to me, I'm almost hesitant on going three and a half anymore now. No, but I think... That to me is right in that right in that area. I don't think it too lived, was quite as good. Not that it didn't live up, but it just, it's... boy, we got off to yeah. a heck of a start with that first one. It too, it was really good. And if you, it got a little, re, like, uh, a little absurd with some of the. the <laughs> I mean, well, more absurd than number one. I mean, right? it's a clown that can swallow kids with, whole. With some of the entities the that he turns in. But again, yeah. you got to understand what it is. It, that's what he is. He's an entity. He, kinda, yeah. he, he takes the form of your biggest fear, that kind of thing. And boy, I wasn't expecting it to be as hilarious as it was. The That's addition of Bill Hader was, uh, boy, good casting there. And then, honestly, just good casting all around. Who was it? Jessica Chastain yeah. was in there. And then uh, what's uh, Professor X himself, Mr. McAvoy. James McAvoy. I mean, great cast. I thought it delivered. It was super long, so it's a three-hour movie. Honestly, that didn't bother me. Though. Really? Didn't bother me, that though. That seems like a bit much. I really it. liked it. I gave it a solid three buckets. Kristen was a bucket and a half on that. She did not like Good it. Good God. It was right. way too long. What's up with this clown? And I felt like I had to whisper over the, it's, it's an entity. Did she, it's an entity. Did she see it one? <laughs> yeah. And she liked it one. It, it came in right in the two and a half bucket. <laughs> like that's probably that's that's like three and a half buckets for us though. If she gives anything right in that that mid two range, I think I next like. time I think next time we record at your house, <laughs> I want to go over to Kristen's corner. Like that's what we're gonna call it. And all it's gonna what be gonna see is Harry Potter. It's well, no, it's gonna be well. Hey, Kristen, uh, we're reviewing it too. What'd you think of it? Hated it. <laughs> Like that's all you're gonna get. Like every single review from Kristen is just gonna be I hated it from in living. You're right. Come on. I know. I, I feel like we're on like a ten movie streak of bucket and a half out of Kristen, the harshest movie reviewer. Uh, I mean, it's just it's getting a bit yeah. much, Kristen. And uh, seen another one as well that you gave me this one. Uh, Long shot. Long shot. I gave it four buckets, and I stand by it. You ready? For I want the, the Kristen review. No, no. Came I want in. your review first. I want your review first because I think we're going to be pretty close. Three and a half close. buckets. That yeah. was a hilarious movie. I mean, classic Rogan. Is this is this political? Oh. Knock, is this political knocked up? Ooh, no, no, no. But I, I, I like just see same, what you're seeing with that. Same type of like skeleton, if you yeah. Will. Same type of vibe. but man, really good. Schlubby guy that gets to be with the. Unbelievably attractive, attractive girl. Yep, yep. And let me ask you, and this, you know, we don't we don't want to get political on here, but was this movie, did this start filming before the recent presidential election by chance, or was this start filming after? After. It yeah? was after. Okay. Because there's a lot of, I mean, and if, if, if you watch it, you'll see, but I think there's a lot of stuff that kind of encapsulates what's well, the last couple of years. And I think thing. I mentioned it too. You know, it's, it's obviously a movie that, leans to the left but if you're a republican if you're a democrat it doesn't oh, matter no, you're gonna no, still no. enjoy yeah, it it's not because gonna, it's not gonna i think one of that at all one of the greatest twists and i can't even say what it is because i thought it was one of the oh, best yes. parts yep okay is just when he finds something out about somebody that he never knew and he's like i don't even know what's going on anymore yep. i can't even i don't want to even quote it because to me it was a really funny part of the movie because it was a great twist but like 
yes, there's political. But that also speaks to a lot of truth in one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think and it sometimes talks, we just overreact to these things, oh, especially political absolutely. things, way too much. Yeah, it, it was it was really really well done. I think Charlize Theron was yeah. phenomenal in it. She was hilarious. Like a career res- not not that she needed a career resurgence, but she was just in Hobbs and Shaw, wasn't she? That's what I'm saying. Oh. But these last like few years, yeah. like all of a sudden she's back in our consciousness. Well, she she always seems to be on like, some huge ones. She seems to be on this uh, roller coaster of where she'll go in like these weird indie like Oscar bait movies and then get in the mainstream and then she's. You didn't back like Reindeer the, Games? I did like Reindeer okay. Games, but I feel like that's right. before she broke in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you cannot go wrong with the Gary Sinise. You cannot. <laughs> uh, so excellent. I'm glad you gave it a three and a half. Now it's time for Easy me to get one. upset. What? Uh, You're going to be shocked. What did Kristen give it? A full four buckets. She loved it. I couldn't yeah! believe it. I'm like, don't, don't just be, fe- you know, don't just feed this dude because you feel like you have to give a good it. rating. She loved it. Absolutely loved it. Full four buckets. I'm like, finally, we got one. You know, it was like Janine hitting that button. We got one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's. I, I could not be more happy to hear that. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Thank you, Kristen, uh, for... But there you go. I mean, that's that's three <laughs> yeah, of us that's... now. I don't know how much more of glowing recommendation we can give for the long shot. Uh, because it is... And, and you, I think you probably saw it, too. It's funny. It's sweet. It's cliched. Mm-hmm. But the cliches are a little bit different. Yeah. Because I really love the aspect and uh, just of kind of the tropes of... And they make fun of it. It's like, well... I can't act like that because I'm the woman and they're going to think that I'm, you know, all crazy. And yep. like, I got to look like this. And she's like, I got to act like this. Uh, and there is a lot of that with politics mm-hmm. and, and dealing with that. But man, it was, it was no, great. It was, it was really good. Well I'm, I'm pumped to hear that. I'm going in the Wayback machine for the yeah. only movie I had a chance to see this week, other than Tombstone rewatch. I was very interested. You know, we've been talking a lot about directors and looking at different things. Uh, I wanted to go and see Edgar Wright. You know, he's the one that did uh, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. He's the one that did Hot Fuzz. We were talking about oh, that yeah. a lot. And then he also did, quite honestly, maybe one of my favorite movies of the past five years, Baby Driver. I love oh, Baby yeah. Driver. Uh, so you add that in there. Like, Edgar Wright just puts out great movie after great movie. And I looked through his filmography, and there's really only one that I haven't seen. And it was Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And it came out in 2010. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, okay. and really the the cast is unbelievable. Now you go back and look at it. Chris Pine is or not Chris Pine. Chris Evans, Captain America's in it. Uh, Brandon Ruth, Superman, uh, is in it. You have uh, Brie Larson, who's Captain Marvel, is in it. You have Jason Schwartzman is in it. Uh, Kieran Culkin. Yeah, Kieran Culkin. He's great in it <laughs> as Winston. Uh, I mean, you just have this. You know, Elizabeth oh, yeah. or Mary Beth. Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Wow, you're right. It's just an unbelievable cast that got really big after this. None of them, I don't think, were huge when this was made. I mean, there's some yeah. names in there, obviously. Kieran Culkin. Uh, it goes down, baby. Uh, but I was uh, curious on this one. It looked weird from the previews, but then I, I heard more about it. I heard it had a very big video game slant to it. Mm-hmm. And is that the case? Boy, did I enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Three buckets. The special effects, 
really great. It was very original. It was very interesting the way that Edgar Wright shot it. Edgar Wright is just one of those directors that now I'm going to go see anything this guy makes. I, anything he puts out there, I'll be there. Season tickets to the Edgar Wright show uh, and seeing anything that he puts out there because, man, did I, I like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Three buckets. I didn't, three yeah, buckets. I, didn't, I didn't think I'd hear that from him. I might have to give that a go. I think it's the three buckets because... I mean, I am a video gamer. Yeah. I like to play these video games. And the way they used some of these old video game tropes, the way that they, just some of the humor. Like, there was some really funny lines uh, and good throwaway yeah, I mean, lines just, and, and just special see effects. see just some of the cast that we rattled off. You could see how the, the comedy is going to kind of bubble to yeah. the surface there. It was great stuff. Uh, coming out uh, this week in, in movies, we're getting really close. We talked about it in that fall movie preview. Uh, but, you know, this week, I, I'm just waiting for... I'm hearing more and more about the Joker. The Joker is being in these film festivals. No, October fourth. But I'm just this week. I've been hearing a lot about the you know the the movies that have been coming out. So the Joker is getting amazing reviews early on. It get like a 10 minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival or something like that. Uh, Boy, it's it's, just yeah. I remember when I first seen the preview, and I think I said this to you is I wasn't a huge fan. And I don't know what I seen in there or what I didn't see that changed my one. mind on this on the the net, uh the official I guess longer preview, but boy, I am all in. You know, throw me in the deep and I'm going I can't wait to go see that movie. And we have to look forward because there's not really a lot this week. This is the one that we talked about. It's the Goldfinch. Uh, I know your Oscar favorite, Hustlers, I believe comes out this Ooh. week, which we go, we joked about that last week. It really is getting to Oscar yeah, buzz, which is I, insane. I heard that. I lost it. <laughs> and then you jump on Rotten Tomatoes, 89% on Rotten yep. Tomatoes. So I, I was kind of giving you some, you know, I was just goofing around with you last week saying Oscar buzz for this movie that looks over the top. There's Oscar buzz for Hustlers. Uh, as I said last week, I you won't be seeing me yeah. going to the movie theaters. Yeah, I one. watched a, a little bit of the making of Hustlers. It was a you know, J-Lo clip with that. Uh, you know, her and her trainer in her house, she brought in the, the pole and started working on the movie, working on her role. And I, you got to appreciate a woman that's committed to the craft is She's all I to, can say, Dave. Back to the In Living Color yeah, days, yeah, right? Yeah. The In Living Color <laughs> days, the, the fly girl. The fly girl. So it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. Somewhere the Waynes brothers are smiling. And, you know, you see the, the other one, we didn't talk about it. Brittany runs a marathon. Uh, Adnan Verk on the Cinephile what? podcast just talked about it this week. He re- reviewed it. And he gave it three Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. This is getting 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is called, it's supposed to be really funny. So I just want to throw that out there uh, for movies. You know, that's some of the feedback that we've got from fans is talk a little bit more about, you know, let us know what some of the movies coming out. So this week, not as big. Uh, next week's going to be big with uh, our friend Rambo, John Rambo, oh, uh, getting back into one. the fold. Well, that movie just, uh, Jillian Bell is the, uh, the star of that one there. Yeah. Not Rambo, obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might you know, remember her for 22 Jump Street. Yes. With Office Christmas Party. She was party, awesome in different... 22 yes, Jump Street. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, I could see that. It could be good. A, yeah. could be good. I could see that. Well, you know, as we, we move on, you know, it's we, we play a game, and our game that we're going to play tonight is a, a game for blood. And, you know, if you want to know who's going to be your Huckleberry, I'm going to be your <laughs> Huckleberry. That's right, folks. 
it's time. We've had this one. We've had this one. I think this is the most requested bucket list that we've had. We listen to the fans. You know, Mr. Jack Ruthruff has been clamoring for a tombstone. I think, I believe this is Mike Peters' favorite movie of all time. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot oh, of pressure. Wow. There's a lot of pressure. Jeez. I know the pressure that you feel uh, with Mike Pressure. Uh, with Mike Pressure. <laughs> with Mike Pressure. Mike Pressure, Mike pressure Peters. Mike, Mike Pressure <laughs> Peters. That's what they call him. Uh, I remember how nervous you were when he said he was going to see Ma on your recommendation. You were sweating yeah, bullets. Sleepless nights. <laughs> but we are reviewing Tombstone. Let's hear that trailer. In Tombstone, crime ruled the streets. Violence stalked the innocent. And every stranger was your enemy. Until Wyatt Earp and his brothers arrived. And now, all hell is about to break loose. Val Kilmer, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Sam Elliott, Dana Delaney, Michael Bean, Powers Booth, Charlton Heston. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Justice is coming to Tombstone. Oh, man. I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. It's just, I mean, as oh boy, I wonder what's going to get favorite quote. Uh, as we've said it now a hundred times this week and, and, and even last week. But I, I want to ask right away, this one, what makes it such a classic? What stands out for you with Tombstone? Man, there's uh, there's so many different ways you can go with this. But to me, I love a classic Western or like a Western type of setting like that. You so, know, what is this, 1800, late 1800s? 18, 18, yeah, about uh, 1880s, I think, yeah, is this one. But I let me, I'm going to actually pause you right in your tracks because yeah. I wrote this right, right up here. Never stop I, a horse in the tracks. Right? <laughs> I can lead a horse to water, but uh, let's see if you drink. Uh so are you a Western fan in general? Like, have you watched a lot of Westerns? Did you grow up watching Westerns? Not, like, you know, not Joel as many. Joel a Western like a, fan? Like, Unforgiven, stuff yeah. like that. But honestly, beyond that. John like, Wayne, not watching a, John no, Wayne, not Clint. like Outlaw, Josie Wales, or any. And I feel like I should go through a lot of those old Eastwood movies. Some of the Clints are good. But no, honestly, not not a ton. But I really do like these kind of movies. I, and it's, I don't, <laughs> I'm surprised that they, like, I remember even, I told you, I I bought 310 to Yuma, and it's still sitting in its package right now. And I, I know that's a gem Boy, staring gem. at me. It's I still haven't went on it, but yeah. Stay tuned to Hidden Gems Volume 2, because right. that might be in there. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I think, in the same exact boat that you are, because I, I started watching a few Westerns. My dad mm-hmm. and I watched a few, and some, some good ones. And even in college, I watched High Noon, which is a great one. Uh, but I remember A Fistful of Dollars, you know, the spaghetti Westerns, or the Ennio yeah. Marconi. <laughs> uh, you get some, I know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and some of those are great, you know, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, I'm, Shanghai be, Nights. Yeah, Shanghai Nights. <laughs> the, the Uno Mas, uh, <laughs> as they're in the, the tub. Yeah. But you definitely get with. The, the fistful of dollar, all those. We got Butch Cassidy, True Grit, True True Grit. Grit. Almost forgot about that. It's a big grit. It's a big grit. Uh, More to come on James Ruggiehorn later. But I do enjoy the westerns. There's just something cool about 
that lawless setting of imagining yes. what would it have been like to be in that era, like where we'll talk about it, where just people are getting shot in the street where and like lives are meaningless. Apparently, like if you live past thirty, like but, you did, like you you either you did something really right yeah. or you got very lucky because you're right. An, an angry card game, something goes wrong. He called me they, a liar. Yeah, oh my oh, god, you disrespect really? him and now you're shot. No right. witnesses. All right, well you must be innocent. <laughs> That and then, well, what was it? All right, well, hey, we was legal or it was a fair fight. A fair fight. And then he's like, all right, you know, I gotta collect your guns, and they just collect the guns. It's like boys will be boys. And and the guys quiet. like yeah. bleeding out on the street. It's like what? What boys just happened here? So, well, that's cool. I, I'm glad that we're kind of in the same boat with westerns. I like all of them that I've seen. I like how they're so sparse now. It feels like a special type of movie when they come out. 310 to Yuma, the the new True Grit that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of fill in that. It's funny, we talked is, about I it. I mean, we I can't really think of a, like, is True Grit the most recent? There's got to be something that I'm overlooking here. But, I, I don't mean, know. Pretty close. I can't, I can't really think of one, and that's maybe that's why they are. They do feel so cool because oh, they are. I would few throw in uh, Hell or High Water has a uh, Western feel, yeah. even though it's not. Uh, Django came up on here, but I, that's a Tarantino, not a Western. Yeah. I would say so. That's even though it's set in a Western, it's a Tarantino. You I know, agree. You, no, I agree, and I don't think Hell or High Water there. would fully count. In no, they're driving a car in there. Yeah, it's, but it's still... A, a Western has to have a horse. They have to be... Horses Texas. have to be the main form right. of transportation. That's my one criteria. Okay, I, I'll allow I'll, 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 So, I, I cut you off. So, what makes it a classic in your mind? The Western aspect, and then Wyatt Earp, Dave. I mean, just a classic known character. Yeah. So, yeah, you can have a Western movie, but then when you put the name Wyatt Earp in there, I mean, that's, you know, that's instantly getting the ears up. How cool was it? And I, I know this about the movie, and even knowing who Wyatt Earp was in history, mm-hmm. like this guy's going out to Arizona, Tombstone, Arizona. He's coming from Kansas, and as soon as he gets in there, like everybody knows who he is. Like his reputation precedes him. Like, they're like Wyatt Earp. Like, like think of like, like he when, must have been trending or something on Twitter at that that's time. That's it. There's no social media. Right? Like who's? Like, how do they know Wyatt Earp? That's crazy that his legend travels that far. Like Twitter that. back then was literally yeah, birds yeah, being thrown and it's like the carrier <laughs> pigeon. Your tweet would take two weeks to get to you. So I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see like that and how he uses that because mm-hmm. everybody wants him to be the lawman. He just wants to yep. make money playing the Pharaoh game. Uh, you know, he's, ah, I give that up. I don't even carry a gun anymore. Mm-hmm. And he really wants to leave that life behind, but boy, it's as hijinks, hijinks and ensues, ensues, yeah. Uh, as we're going to find out. But it, it was, I, so what makes it a classic for me, I just think is the chemistry and the performances mm-hmm. and a couple of key performances the cast, good. Lord. The cast is great, and there's so many Rebhorns in this with the that guys. That when we get to that segment a little bit later, it's it's hard because this cast is deep, uh, and not only that, but just that storyline of there is some true aspect here mm-hmm. in here. We'll probably talk about that a little bit in tidbits, but there's a there's a definitely a true aspect to this story. Uh, you know, the shootout at the OK Corral yeah. is real. Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp, all those brothers, real. I mean, there's there's real aspect. The the Cowboys were a real gang that yeah. were terrorizing, you know, that area. So it's it's really cool to kind of have these true aspects in there. The performances, there's some actually some really funny parts, mm-hmm. uh, and then some really tense parts, and then obviously, I think we'll get into it more. The thing that really makes this a classic is Doc Holliday. Yeah. I mean, you just can't get around no, that it, part of it. That, very well said and it's yeah the cast and you can't even 
like one of the guys that are probably at the height of his career is in this movie and he might be a 30th billing on that. That's right. I'm talking about Jason Priestley. He had a cup of coffee here, but hey, 1993, who was a bigger star than Dylan? He was a big (laughs) star. He was a big star. You you throw in 90210 (laughs) Jason Priestley. I... I thought the same thing when you look at it and you see him thrown out. And then you look at Where does he look out of place in a movie, though? A little so bit, right? out of okay. place. Well, all they did was make fun of yeah, him. Yeah, like, where's Brenda? You guys are a bunch of jerks. Why you didn't have to go and kill him or whatever. Yeah. They were my friends. They're not friends. All they did is make fun of him. It's like he was so beautiful. Uh, always always liking the actor. Yeah. It's just well, little... you know, when, when Billy Zane dies, people cry. That's... <laughs> Not in Titanic. Yeah, yeah, uh, Billy Zane, very interesting in this too. So the, the more, more to come more on Billy come. Zane. Uh, the Zane train, as we'll call him in this one. So I we I rewatched it last night. Yeah, same. Did it hold up for you? 100%. I mean, it's it's a timeless movie because of the period. Yeah. I mean, so you, Great can't, call. you can't complain about it being dated because that's the yeah, look that's at the cell phones they had. Yeah, there. no. That's good with that. But, I mean, did you, do you feel like you still enjoyed it as much as you remembered enjoying it? Absolutely. And it's good. And it's because of one man, I feel like, Doc Holliday. Yeah. I mean, you could, it's, as much as you want to feel like this movie, eh, it's, you know, I know what's going to happen. Maybe it's, some parts are a little overacted. It doesn't matter because Doc Holliday is just throwing a hundred miles an hour right from the fir- you know yeah. right from the first time you see him till right to well I'll be damned you know when he looks down at the toes we cross <laughs> I love yeah. the we cross with the little the little taps I even wrote it in my notes little, little taps, taps. The, we we cross say when <laughs> it's just the twirling of the mustache at times there is so many well that's great... the other thing I have written down here mustaches and hats. What? What a time! Everybody had mustaches and hats. That just sounds like why is something? Why is uh, that something that we've lost as a society? It looks dang good. I don't think we have. I think the mustaches are back. Coming back. The the hipster mustaches are all over the place. Uh, I don't know about the hats. You know, no more ten gallon hats going around. Uh, But mustaches and big, big mustache and hat fan. So not not as much of that anymore. But it. Uh, the that always makes that part good. I, I definitely think it stands up. Performances are mm-hmm. great. The chemistry is great. There are things, and I'm going to save it for yeah. salt, that definitely don't. But the things that work so well in this movie, the things that are great about this movie, I mean, it shines through so much yeah, that absolutely. it still holds up. I, I don't think, I think I still love this movie just as much when I saw it when I was younger. To, I gained a new appreciation because I would show this in my U.S. History through film class, and my students loved this movie. I mean, they absolutely loved it, which wow. I wasn't expecting. I thought the guys would. Yeah. I thought the guys would be like, "Oh, it's a cool western, and yep. it's it's a it's a western." But every single kid, to a T, they absolutely loved Doc Holliday. I mean, like that's what I was shocked it's about. The I'm charisma, like, the confidence, just yeah, he he checks a lot of boxes. Oh, so. Let's get right into breaking down the the good stuff here, and this is probably going to take a little bit, and this is hard. Best scene, I best a, scene. I whiteboarded a few. Uh, can I should I give you my scene and then some the honorable mentions? You want to hear the well, mentions? What, I want, what are we thinking here? I want your scene. I want to give you my scene, and then we'll go through all the mentions because that's the problem. I think you're gonna. Go and trample on all my scenes again. Your third honorable mention was my... Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, well, great. You mentioned John Hamm, and guess who's playing it? John Hamm. John Hamm. (laughs) Well, Dave, 
like I said, a lot of, lot of options to choose from. But for me, it's going to be the uh, the moment Kurt Russell and Billy Bob Thornton first first meet. You know, he walk he walks into that, uh, God, what is it, that bar that nobody's really going to, that casino. The Oriental. The, the Oriental. I cannot there believe this is where you're going. How, I'm yep. going to start going first in this stuff. I'm so sick. No, he that. walks into the Oriental, and, the, you know, the bartender says, yeah, we, you know, he's guy's pretty harsh on all the customers that come in and stuff and so kurt russell walks right over there and i have never seen somebody humble a man like that <laughs> like just pure alpha no no gun mm. skin it skin that smoke wagon skin that smoke wagon and see what happens i mean he just the way and he keeps slapping him just oh. keep slapping him <laughs> and but i agree like this is just it is so classic you, oh, I'm so glad you wrote it. You gonna I wrote do it down, somewhere you're just going to stand there and bleed. I wrote it down so many times. I put alpha. 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 Like, this wow. is this is pack mentality. This is the classic, you see somebody being bullied. Like, it's just a classic bully. He's just slapping people. It's like, you stupid son of a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> like, what are you trying to, you thinking you're doing, you can't bet that. Like, it's just Billy Bob. And look, I also wrote it down. Billy Bob was so fat. Fat Billy like, Bob. Fat yeah. Because Billy, Billy Bob lost so much weight. Like he's This is pre-Angelina Jolie. There's no way he landed her looking like that. No. <laughs> I mean, it's like, think of how skinny he looks in Bad Santa yep. when he's like got the lettuce. It's like, I'm on my lunch break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. So you, you look at, at Billy Bob in that, but think, oh, you are so right. When he goes over there and all Kurt Russell does is stare him down. And it's that it's it's that classic. You keep that eye contact with somebody, and you wait to who blinks or who like looks away first. Like, do you that. Got with, do that with your dogs tonight. See, like look <laughs> them in the eye and see who looks away first. I want to know who. I, I bet Chloe's the alpha in that house. She want, She'll stare me right down. You, <laughs> you'll right. go all right. I don't, I don't know, know if I want that away. test of you'll wills. To be away. honest with you, you'll walk away. You'll be there for hours. <laughs> I feel like Jack's a pretty big beta though. He'd, he'd, he'd be down in two seconds. Just. <laughs> tail between the legs <laughs> as you're saying smoke that you know, skin that smoke skin wagon that, and what like who writes that line i had i've never heard of a gun be called a smoke wagon before i, actually I think put it's that awesome in, i do too but at the same time i kind of put that in my salty scene like of just not the scene but just that quote i it throws me you off like smoke wagon like i don't know if i like skin that skin smoke it. wagon skin it like it just <laughs> Like holster that piece, or I don't yeah. know. Get, give me something. That's well, better than draw Yankee. Yeah. You know, there's whatever. Say win. Say, draw Yankee. What is he yeah, from? That's a- from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he didn't make him Bane. <laughs> it's a smoke wagon you got. So think, you think smoke wagons are your ally? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, so yeah, so, I go with the Kurt Russell and Billy Bob initial meeting scene. I had the that. Oriental. 100% is in... What's the John Wick's place called? The Continental. Continental, okay, close. Right, uh, but that is an honorable mention for me, 100%, because it does lay the foundation yeah. of, like, good God, Wyatt Earp is fearless. And I'm going to give an addendum to that scene, not as my favorite scene, but how great is it when Billy Bob comes back with the shotgun, yep. ready to go, and then that's when Doc Holliday comes out, uh, says the name, and then he's all nervous, and then says why. He's like... Why? Why at Earp? And I love the fact that Billy Bob, uh, or when it, but Billy Bob says something, and Doc goes, "Oh, well, you're still here. Uh, you can go now." Can yeah. Go now. And then and then they make him drop the gun, yeah. and as he drops the gun, he Leave says, "The shotgun." Thank you. Thank you. They thank he thanks him. Like yep. think of that the crazy 180 of, but that's the 
power of the You're name right. of that these little, guys. That little like five minutes, you know, stretch their five ten minute scene stretch. It shows you just how powerful, you know, alpha and respected oh. all in one thing that old Wyatt Earp is. Yeah, and then also sprinkle a little little, little Doc Holiday swag right there too. And you can go now. <laughs> but how much of it, like, and this is obviously people are afraid of Wyatt, mm-hmm. but I think even more everybody's afraid of Doc. Like you can see it, and yeah. the part even that you Johnny see Ringo, it, Johnny Ringo yep. is for sure. And then you you look at. You know the the confrontation in the street where they were about to the yep. the initial I'm your Huckleberry, uh, yeah, you know the playing first for Bla- Huckleberry, yeah, doing that, and then like Curly Bill comes out and grabs them yeah, instantly because yeah, they know, know that's it. Like you could see it, and Johnny was a little bit drunk. My favorite scene, I feel like I go chalk too much. I love it, and I, love I have it. to. It's it's the somebody's got to pick the Beatles. It's here. the last scene. It's the last scene. Not not the very last scene. Uh, okay. I actually thought that could have been cut from the movie. Uh, more, more on that later. But wait, the slow ride off or uh, what is that? No, it's the scene of uh, Doc. Oh in yeah, the yeah, that scene obviously. Doc in yep. the hospital. No, the, it was the dance scene outside yeah. the movie theater. But uh, when when Wyatt goes to visit Doc. And it's just the doc is so sick. He's bedridden. Somber as heck. Oh, but it's just you can see how much like Doc loves Wyatt, and it kills it. Like Doc, Doc feels like he's always. And then I love it. It's like why? Why do you always have to go? Why is it always Wyatt? When the the lady says that earlier, why? Why always Earp? Why do you always gotta be there? Well, he's my friend. And then he's like, well, you got. I don't have a lot of friends or whatever. It's something like that. Like, like, I got a lot of friends. Well, I don't. That's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, and it's like so... The softer side of Doc right there. Well, you get that. But then, like, how humble Doc is. Like, Doc just can't stand the fact that his best friend has seen him so mm-hmm. weak and feeble and on his deathbed. And he's just like, I've asked you, why you got to be so stubborn? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like trying to play cards with him. And then just the the breaking down of the, the Doc Holiday. And man, it's it's a powerful scene that really ties Heck, it together. Yes, it is. And it's just Doc holding on for dear life the whole way anyways and just able to pull everything out. And I know, I mean, really, the chalk would have been... I didn't think that was chalk at no, all. No, no, but oh. I think the chalk really would have been the scene with Johnny Ringo. That's what I thought you were talking about. At the end, the, the I last shootout. I forgot about the hospital bed. But what a great scene the preceding scene was. So let, give me your honorable mentions, and we'll probably bat well, some of these around. I love, I love that you went with the hot because I had that one written down too. If anything, for the you know Doc peeking down at the feet, the I'll be damned. What do you, I know a lot of people have a lot of interpretations on why he said that. The one that I like the most is that as a gunman, he, as a gunman, he always thought he'd die with his boots on. So he's hmm. kind of looking down and seeing his bare feet, like, oh, "Well, I'll be damned." Yeah, I don't know. I still so can't I thought figure that it was out. a cool, and it's those were le- legitimately Doc Holliday's last words. That's a one hundred percent true thing. Really, but yeah, a lot of a lot of different interpretations yeah. on what the, what he actually meant by that. But I like the. Uh, the camera and, angle, the zoom. Yep. What was he thinking? Yeah, yep. he leaves it open. What was in that briefcase yep. in Pulp Fiction? Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, you know, it's uh, all of those. Ah, that's really so, interesting. I don't know. Gunfight at OK Corral, obviously. Great I mean, I'm surprised scene. that the tension. One hundred percent. Even you know they zoom in on Kurt Russell. Oh my God! You know when he knows oh it's going down, God. and old THC yeah. is going to draw his gun. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, that I, I mean, you already mentioned the Ringo versus Doc at the very end. I mean, that's those are the honorable mentions for me, Dave. Well, the OK Corral, what what a cool scene. I think we'll probably even talk about that in tidbits. Is that was as closely recreated to the actual shootout that's of the OK Corral? Yeah. They based it on court testimony. They based it on all these other things. Like it was. How many, well, not how many shots, but like the, the guys that yep, were shot, the where verbiage, they were shot, I heard. Yeah. the verbiage, because that's the thing that I rolled my eyes at. I'm like, well, and I love it. I love Doc Holliday. You ain't like, no Daisy? Yeah. Yeah. The, how about that? The, no. Well, he, he says that at the end. Uh, yeah. He yep. Ringo. But no, he says, uh, you Daisy if you oh, do. Oh, you Daisy yeah, if you do. It, yep. it gives him that line. He actually said that. That's a documented. The witnesses heard him say that line. He was like, you're out, Doc. And like, like I, I got you. Or got you I dead got right. you. So, yeah. But yeah, Daisy, if you do. And then the, like the knock and shoot right there. Oh, it was so cool. Man. How they recreated the OK Corral. But that that last scene between Ringo and Doc was so perfect because the first time that you see this movie, and I, I've got to see it with kids, like the, the, the high school students who've never seen it before. And what's so cool about it is they have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Like we know because we grew up. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. And you should see, like, because I'm standing behind them. Waiting for the reaction. No, they're <laughs> all like there. So I'm waiting and they're already tense and they're thinking, like, God dang it, this is Wyatt going into his death. And they the movie does such a good job of making it seem like yep. he's going to die. Like I'm not well, better I than think, him. Uh, who, who, who's Doc he says, to? Yeah, I can't well, beat him, can I? Or something like that. No. Yeah, Man, and, like, no. <laughs> and Doc basically like, I can't help you on this one, and give me that badge. So all the kids are at the edge of their seat, and they see, I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll be your Huckleberry. Like, yeah! Like, audible, like, there's kids, like, slap, like slapping the, the desk, and, and then you kind of know what you're getting. keeps that cigarette in his mouth the whole time. Say when. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what a perfect way of doing it, like, having it mm-hmm. where you think it is going to be Wyatt, and then you... Oh my God! It's Doc! It's Doc! That's Doc Holiday's music. <laughs> if J- like the, if the, Jim the, Ross were uh, commentating the glass on the stuff, yeah. the, the, the RKO out of nowhere. Uh, but yep. it's it's perfect the way they do that and they build that tension. Because what I love, Johnny Ringo's cocky as can be. He yep. knows he's gonna like. He knows he's better than Wyatt Earp. He knows he's gonna have that. And the way that Johnny Ringo's face changes. I ain't got no quarrel with you. It's like, all right, longer. All right, longer. Well, that's uh, Michael can, be, Ben, I think. Bean, yeah, I forget Mike, how yep. to say it. He's Terminator. He's the uh, isn't he? He's Terminator. He's alien. I yeah. mean, I'm surprised we didn't get more of him. To be honest with you, uh, Dave, can we can we get a little I'm your Huckleberry in here? We have to. Let you know what? Let's just get that when he uh, introduces it. Yep. Let's get that final final gunfight. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo. You look like somebody just walked over your grave. Fight's not with you, Holiday. I beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. <clears throat> Play for blood, remember? I was just fooling about. I wasn't. And this time, it's legal. All right, longer. Let's do it. 
like how perfect is the delivery on that? I mean, it's just spot on. You're right, the, say when, say when. Just everything, the tension, and what I love is the director with those close-ups on both mm-hmm. of them, and just oh, it's good so good camera great. work there. Let me let me throw one and more that's scene where, in there. I but that's where you did about. it too. The you know Daisy, you know, you know Daisy, Daisy, you know Daisy. <laughs> I'm gonna throw one more scene at you here, Davey, and just to continue to pile on the Doc Holiday, uh, you know, love fest here. How about Johnny Ringo and Doc when they first meet at the gambling table? Ringo yes. does the gun tricks. Yes. And then everybody, woo, woo. And then, all right, what's Doc going to do? The cup. Oh, one of the funniest, like, confident, cocky things. I mean, it just it encapsulates Doc, I think, really well in that. And not only that, but does an amazing job. I think Doc does it on purpose to kind of break the tension yes, of that moment. because everything, it, I mean, you could see even why Herb's thinking, got his hand on yep. the trigger. And then, all right, now we're and just even, having some fun here. Even Johnny Ringo kind of cracks a little yep. smile and Curly Bill, like, all right, maybe, because they all He's were He's an thinking, educated man. Now I really hate him. And that's what they thought <laughs> it, because they both spoke Latin, mm-hmm. and that was kind of cool seeing him go back in vino veritas. Uh, and then he drops a... Oh, hey, this guy knows yeah. Latin, too. Uh, that guy makes cool a comment scene. about yep. that. You're right, because that's a lot of really cool that things. Was, uh, that was definitely a runner-up for me. Yeah, it's. I think those scenes are the, by far the, the best scenes uh, that you're going to find in here. Uh, best quote man <laughs> do we we have to just throw i'm your huckleberry out right that's because it mean, is it, i i think i think we all agree we've already said it a million times i think we both I agree. agree that's the I'm best your huckleberry. let's go number yes. what's the number two yeah I, yep. i'm your chuckleberry as I'm my dad said today <laughs> my dad said that today when we were talking about it oh, i was good i'm like that's a pretty good one my dad's name is chuck so i thought it fit pretty good <laughs> So I, did I throw you for a loop? Do you no, have nope, a, I got I got okay. a second one ready to go for you. But big surprise, who's it gonna be? It's another Doc Holiday, and it's it's if you da- steal it. It's Doc Holiday to our boy THC Thomas Hayden Church, and you know, Thomas Hayden Church looks at him. Well, you're too drunk, Holiday. I got two guns, one for each of you. Yeah, <laughs> I just love it. That's a great line. So um, that's what I'm going. Yo, music lover. <laughs> there's the oh god, I can't think of Thomas Hayden Church wanted the. It's like the you know the country when you come home tonight, whatever it was. Oh yeah, the, that's right. He was playing like, the piano. Yeah, play, play this guy. Yep. And he's like, play that uh, whatever his name is. Like uh, this Frederick freaking Chopin yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> that's right. Says that, but my yo music lover. <laughs> my one. Because you just get that very sardonic wit of of uh, Doc Holiday is when the main actress comes into the bar and Doc or uh, Wyatt's talking all the time mm-hmm. about like, well, I love my Maddie and you know I ah, this girl doesn't have any control over me and there, there's not going to be anything and whatever <laughs> it is and then like Doc setting them up so if she came in here you wouldn't even do anything yeah. and then. Uh, <laughs> Like he does and doesn't like pay her attention, but you can tell how smitten he is. Yep. And then you know why I go see Doc. I told you, I stand corrected. You're an oak. You're an oak. Uh, the you're an oak. <laughs> the way he says it and the way that he delivers it, like with such a sarcasm, but yet not. not oh, yeah. The you can almost oak. you can almost see like an eye an eye roll there if 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 that was done at that time. <laughs> yes, I I think for sure. You're an oak. Uh, it's there's always good ones. Uh, there's just a ton. I mean, even wide up is my friend. Uh, you get that one, and maybe poker's not your game, Mike. I know. 
how, let's have a spelling contest. <laughs> is there any non? Is there any non doc? I don't have any. I had to skin it, skin that smoke wagon down here, and obvious why. But just it's constant doc. I mean, did you also like a Wyatt? I think my favorite Wyatt quote was. No, I didn't. No, I had that no, in my, no. It's uh, gonna be yeah. salt. It's gonna be salt for sure. Uh, I, I do like the Wyatt though when he just instantly when Ike starts coming up to him mm-hmm. and they a, just the instant cock of the gun right to his head and then so like yeah, you, he he might yeah oh that is the yeah. line that's a great line you take one more step I'm gonna turn your head into a canoe uh, and then. It, the, the other guy's like, oh, we can get him. He's like, they might get me. We could rush yeah. him. Yep. <laughs> but then I'm going to turn your head into a canoe. And then and then Ike's like, he ain't bluffing. He ain't bluffing. He ain't bluffing. I hate Ike. Yeah, Ike. Oh, God. More to come on Ike. God, he was terrible. Well, you know what? Actually, Especially no. in that shootout, he comes. He, I wish I wish Doc would have shot him right in that right in the head when he came, when he came up to Don't shoot. I got no gun. Well, and this is. <laughs> and then he clumsily falls out the window and just starts firing. <laughs> It's like, you know, take your time, pop out a glass, you your chance. and start firing. I mean, take your time. Everybody's panicking. This guy just dives himself through the window, starts firing uncontrollably. Uh, but, uh, you know, poor Ike. Ike is, Ike is the worst. And I even wrote it down. I mean, when you look at, at that, like, I believe... In this movie, you talk about <laughs> you talk about Wyatt Earp being the ultimate alpha. Uh, I think Ike wins our beta of the movie award <laughs> when you you look at it because I just can't understand how it's possible for somebody to surrender at least five separate times in this movie. Like surrenders, quits, stops fighting, and then somehow comes back into the fight and tries to get back into it. There's a double surrender. When does he actually die in the movie? I can't... I'm, Off screen. I was going to say, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Because he surrenders one final time as they're taking out everybody after they kill Johnny Ringo. You remember he throws the red cowboy yep. sash off and rides off somewhere else. And that's when they all like shake hands on the horses as they've defeated the cowboy gang. But yeah, Ike's terrible. Enough on Ike. We spent <sighs> way too long on Ike. 30, 30 seconds too long. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we Normally this is our best performance. But guess what? Because of our, you know, good friend, Mr. James Rebhorn, you know, we've had to throw in a brand new category, and that is going to be the James Rebhorn, you know, award of the uh, of the week. You know, you know, you might remember James Rebhorn. He's the guy from Meet the Parents. And if you haven't heard us the last two pods, all we constantly keep saying is this. It was a big shot. I mean, we constantly, it's a big shot. You know, so when we give the James Rebhorn award, it's I mean. A big shot. It's to a big shot actor here. Yeah, it's but a really, big role. <laughs> but what we're kind of going with with the James Rebhorn is the the actor that isn't the main actor, isn't your lead star. We're not even going to have this guy in our recast. Like, we didn't no. recast James Rebhorn in our Meet the Parents bucket list. But this is a guy that just was really good. Yep. We loved, you know, kind of as that just... Like a Vinnie Johnson, if you yeah, will. Yeah, the microwave. Back to the Pistons. The yeah. microwave. Heating up off the bench. Somebody that comes in, gives you a couple solid minutes, gets you over the hump, but then right away kind of just gets back yep. on the bench and, and does that. So I'm really interested. I'm scared once again to give you the oh, James Rebhorn. Because I think, I think I already know where you're going because of that goofy grin that's on yeah, your face. Absolutely. I am going with my man, Fat Billy Bob Thornton. Oh! My inaugural... Jimmy Rebhorn and I don't care award. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that is the I perfect. Mean, you have the uh, you know the the obvious scene that I put as my favorite scene with him and Kurt Russell, and then the scene you mentioned where he comes to you know with a shotgun and Doc Holliday. I didn't see you there. So a lot of good stuff from Billy. I'm giving him the award. Billy would have. Billy was my pick. I told you I had a, a second rep horn ready to go. Uh, Billy was also my pick. But you know what? I also went with Billy. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Gets I thought it. Billy Zane was very interesting in this movie because he was just he stood out so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of Titanic, but he stood out so much in this because it is, he is for me. Because when I see him, I just I see Titanic guy. But I also think he stood out in his role in this movie. Because in this movie, it's so lawless, it's so uncivilized, and he's this civilized. I would like to read to from Henry V's speech on St. Crispin's Day. <laughs> you few band of brothers that. on St. Crispin's Day. <laughs> uh, like, it's just... A gunshot rings past him, and he just oh, stays in character. And that, that was, that's where he won that's he the won, Rebhorn. That was his award-winning he won, moment. <laughs> he won the Rebhorn. The fact that he didn't, because the professor that's juggling, and yeah. he gets shot out of his hand. <laughs> They're shooting at us. He comes running off screen. So... Best performance. I, I mean, like do it. Do we even? Do we even? I can't wait. wait to put their pictures up in the hall. Of, hall of Fame. The Hall you're of the, fir- the first. The first two Hall of Horns. <laughs> Billy Zane and uh, Billy Bob. Couple of Billies. Couple of Billies on the Reb Horns. Oh God, we should have something like that. Just to like, what? Do you, what do you get? You don't get a it golden jacket. The, it would be the most random collection of. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the hall of, you come the hall. down here like, hey, boy, we're in the uh, the hall of Rebhorn. I like the it. studios here, and for some reason there's a picture of Billy Zane on the wall. <laughs> and not even Titanic Billy right. Zane. It's some Billy Zane that has this weird <laughs> hairdo. Appears to be a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> so uh, this is. I don't even think we have anything to. Talk, we get to, let's just talk about uh, let's talk about Doc Holliday. Yeah, he, right. That's the best he's performance. Yours. Yeah. That's easily mine. There's, I mean, there's no way. But I do want to talk booth. about this. No, Powers Booth was good. I liked him as Curly Bill, and and Kurt Russell had some great scenes. But there was, and I don't blame him. But there's just some parts that like the the no, the smoke that. Or skin that smoke skin wagon. Skin that smoke that skin wagon. <laughs> that sounds mildly inappropriate. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it's definitely one of those things where uh, Wyatt, you know, Kurt Russell's very good. I mean, Sam Elliott, come on. I mean, he's just great. And I, I could well, listen. There goes to, Wyatt. Yeah, I could. I could see Sam Elliott. I don't know, being Detective Pikachu. How come he doesn't do books on tape. Can I get I a Sam Elliott book, book on tape? Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. Come on, Curtis, do some research right? for us out there. But Sam Elliott's—he's just a supporting. Bill Paxton's fine, uh, you know. But kind of Bill Paxton before he was Bill Paxton, though. Yeah. So he's not quite the. But it, yeah, it's Val Kilmer. And <sighs> let me ask you this: Val. So we're giving it to Val. Yes. Is this his best movie he's done? So he's get yes. his, We're giving him his best yes. performance. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to go Heat. No. No, let's see what I mean, else we got here. Closest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If you even give me a I'm Batman gonna, Forever, I will, <laughs> I will slap you like Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> you ruined my Batman Forever comment. But uh, actually, I kind of liked him as Batman. The Doors. He was, good. He, was yeah. uh, he was nominated for an Oscar in that. No, he had some good. No, no, I really like The Doors. He had a actually. good role. But he was always. To me, Val Kilmer is kind of always a secondary guy. Yeah. Like when you had him lead a movie. Batman. The Saint. The Saint. It didn't 
do it for no. me. No. But as the secondary guy, you know, we mentioned Heat, obviously Tombstone. I mean, those are probably two of the I think the Doors, Doors, he was the Doors, lead. yep. Okay, that's a good point. So there, there kills. Wasn't that he in like real right science? Wasn't that? Uh, oh, it was. Uh, oh, it was a weird. Isn't one it called real it? science? I can't remember. Here. No, I'm gonna find that real quickly here. There's some science movie yep. that he was in, and there's like some of the '80s. Oh, Willow. I was like Mad Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. No, I remember you don't Willow remember too. Willow. I do All remember. Right. So we'll save the Willow pod for for another time. <laughs> a little bit later. So 100, this is his best role. I don't even think it's close. Heat, you could make an argument Heat might be his best movie that he was in, but best role, best, best performance role. for yeah. him, it's it's this, and it's I don't even think it's close. I do, I was going to ask you even a, 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 a harder question. Would you put this, let me start here, would this be a top 20 performance of all time in your book? I'm talking 100%. all time. What, I mean, I, everybody like no favorite hesi- characters. No hesitation. No hesitation. Because this, his character in this movie stands out so much that it's with all these. I mean, we talk about how great the cast is. I mean, you could go twenty deep of naming people that just casual movie watchers will recognize. And this guy stands out so much because of his performance in this. That yeah, it, I, it top twenty performance. I'd be I'd be comfortable putting him in there. Top ten. Oh. Would you go that far? That's why I want to stop. Start with top twenty. Well, then, you, then you're getting into then. Yeah, probably, then I know that would you really have to chew on that more and probably research it more. Because I never really think of uh, like individually, you know, who carries a movie like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're talking like Pacino and Godfather Two or stuff and stuff like that, like roles like that. So but if you think though, like if you just throw this, you think? I mean, you can just throw out. I'm your Huckleberry, and most people know it. Like, it's yeah. one of those iconic, it's a why so serious. It? It's a... You say 93, and we're 93. almost 30 years past that, and you could say, I'm your Huckleberry, and you'll get a you'll get a look, Tombstone. Most yeah, people right? are going to know. Doc most Holiday, people, big fan. Most people <laughs> are going to know. I, I mean, it is. Most people are going to know what you're talking about when it comes down to that. I mean, how, what more prestigious award could you get than being a nominee for an MTV Movie Award for Best Male Performance. <laughs> yeah, he didn't win anything for this, did no, he? No, that, that's what that I was is. Ask. I mean, so it's, even support. So he he would have been this up for su- Best Supporting Actor. I would assume supporting this year. actor. So one hundred percent. Let me ask you to do a little quick research here uh, while I got you live. Who won Best Supporting Actor? And was that ninety three? Oh, ninety three. Man, that's tough. Because ninety three is the uh, oh, ninety four was. Um, Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump won in 94. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know because I lost my app. I used to have an Oscars app. Do it's you a, have it up It's there? a Western movie. Oh, Gene Hackman. Unforgiven. Gene Hackman won. So, but see. No. But, no, see, that's no. the 93. No. No, hold on. <laughs> you need to go to 1994 Best Supporting Actor. Oh, wow. Because, because the this, movie came okay. out in 93. It would be the next the next one because Unforgiven actually was 1992 uh, when that came out. So it wouldn't have been the same year as that. If you go 1993 Best Supporting Actor. Ooh, tough one. Tough one uh, here. But Give me a hint. What? Uh, it's just bothering me. I can't think of I'm drawing a blank on what I didn't kill my wife. I don't Oh, Tommy care. Lee Jones. Yeah. No, he deserved it. Yeah, that's tough but i mean as time passes and you look back at both of these roles though i mean good lord doc holiday god they're both great that's 
Rocking a hard place it's there tough. with those ones. I mean, it's could you imagine Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, you got to search every hen house, all house, dog house. <laughs> <laughs> I drop that out every time. <laughs> I mean, this is just all, oh, all good the delivery. Talk. But so I think we can both say then that we feel comfortable top 20 because I think yeah. I throw it in top 20. And I'd really have to give good look and good discussion at top 10. Let me uh, throw but, an- another one out there then. Kurt, is this Kurt Russell's best movie? No. No, I don't think so. Miracle? I think. Miracle's up there for me. Quite honestly, I think it's yeah. a great performance by him in that. And God, it's so weird because I know Kurt Russell's been in so much. Like right. I just struggle from thinking. LA. Uh, no executive uh, decision. Snake Plissken. Tango and Cash. I love Tango. And <sighs> Tango. Cash. There's you got Jack <laughs> Balance. Jack Balance. It's two Jack Balances. Ray Tango and uh, what was Cash's first name? Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Tango and Cash. <laughs> I, I'm going to be pushing for that. Heavily. No, you won't. I'm going to tell if, you uh, what. I all back. we need is two two people, two popcorns to no request way. it. No way. No. Two kernels. No, because I went back. So, because I was I talking about it. Tango and Cash with somebody. Maybe it was me and you talking about Tango and Cash at one point. And I went back and watched it. Talk about a movie that Incredible. does not hold well, up. Well, finally, it'd be nice to say that something doesn't hold up. Well, but maybe it would be fun to try and look at those ones. So let Tango me uh, let me throw some some Kurt Russell's uh, at yeah, you besides Tango. Big, Big Trouble Tr- Little China. Yep. Uh, Tequila Sunrise. No. No. There's Backdraft. Oh, that's that was the there. one I was trying to think of. That's getting closer. I liked him in Death Proof. I like Captain Ron. <laughs> no, no. What? I'm not giving him Captain Ron. Oh, that's all well, I got. I, you know, I like Soldier. Soldier was a solid, I think, 97. Escape from L.A. We got Breakdown. Breakdown is is very good. When was yeah. Soldier? Do you have it right there? Soldier was 1998. What, what you got a problem with 3,000 Miles of Graceland? You're not going to even mention I skipped that? right over that, yeah. Michael Zane, Billy's brother in that movie, apparently, he played. Sky High, yeah, Grindhouse, yeah, Death see, Proof. And for such a great actor... He is. He's a great yeah. actor that's been in a lot of things. He, I, would you, I think you'd consider him a superstar. Honestly, of all those movies that you we just rent, went through, he's not. I that. haven't seen. I mean, I let's see. I, I think Backdraft. I haven't seen Soldier. I haven't seen ba- Breakdown. I haven't seen Escape wow. from L.A. I've seen Executive Decision. I actually like that. Yeah, movie. Steven Seagal yeah. is in it for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> Halle Berry. Uh, but I, I do think. I think it's Backdraft. Yeah. I, I do. I think back, Backdraft oh, is really good. That really is good. that in the collection? Oh, do you, you better believe it. Oh, right. you, be, you go, we go. Uh, but not his best. I don't think Tombstone is, but it's up there. Yep. I mean, it's top three. It's on his Mount Rushmore. Uh, oh, I like that. But when you look at this Doc Holiday, so we, we both gave him the best performance. I wanted to yeah. talk a lot about it. What is it about it for you that just... What what makes this such a charismatic performance? Because even in, like he doesn't actually he's not the action hero. I mean, no. he has some amazing parts. Like I mean, even the the it's opening just such a it's big just, presence in every scene that he is. He kind of takes over. Like as soon as he like if he's coming out of the shadows or coming off a porch or you know wherever he's at, like you you just notice him right away. And it if he stands out with his presence. Or with his his mannerisms yeah. or his lines, there's something that he does his in posture, each, each the scene. The way he yeah. carries himself, he's Even always if he's in the background. Up. You kind of like you like you mentioned before. He's the got hand that behind hand the behind. Back. He always looks very proper, but yet he's ready to draw at any time. Anytime he may look like he's proper hand behind the back. I feel like there's a there's a gun right by. There's a little six shooter right. And there is. There, there usually well. is. So yeah, he's always ready to go, and that's even when he's sitting in the background of scenes, you notice him. So 
Boy, that's a lot of lot of Doc Dap today. Doc Dap. Doc Dap. Uh, yeah, he is fantastic, which is going to make it. And I know Mike Peters is worried about it. when we get to the recast. It's going to make it awfully tough, even though we were grinning at each other. I have no idea. I'm so worried. I, I think I bet I think, we have the same. I think we have the same. But too. we'll find out. Let's get the salty scenes because I think that's going to eat up a little bit of time yeah. here. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a movie when I go back and watch this. I think. I think I give it three and a half buckets. Like when I, yeah. when, even when I went back and watched it, Very probably, first time I watched it, it's such an easy three and a half buckets. I don't think I've seen a movie that I like so much that has so much salty it's scenes. Like Pete and that, Tin Cup. What, what, what was that Tin Cup? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where you pick it apart. Where I didn't. I guess I didn't see the salt that he saw in it. But <laughs> like this has salt all over the place. It's like you're going to dump the salt and then it just spills all over. Somebody unscrewed the cap. But yet there's still enough butter that it still tastes good somehow. Uh, because <laughs> what an analogy. I know. It's, you, you know I yeah. like popcorn. I mean, we named the podcast it for that for the love of God. So. Lay me lay a couple on me. I, we can probably go back and forth. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead right in with the extended Wyatt Earp horse riding scene with the girl, leading yes! to the romantic blanket in the flower bed. Did we need that? Did we need to see the horses? Let's run it out of them. And then you know, are we in a rom com? Is this a western? You know what are we doing? Here, here? you go. I didn't need that. Here here's a salty scene for you. Could have done without the entire love story. I yes. put that. I don't think it's necessary. Like, why? She's a wild girl. <laughs> now, you, if you do look at the Western genre, th- there's always that love interest that's in it. There's yeah. a lot of movies that have it, but you don't need it in this one. And here's the other thing. I'm going to let that lead uh, right into this. Because he's married? You have the love interest. No. Actually, the opposite. I don't blame him one bit. No. Because I put, as a salty scene, it's not a scene, Wyatt's wife. Maybe the worst character that we've reviewed in this. Like I wrote down, Wyatt's wife is a wet blanket. <laughs> She's terrible. She's terrible. And yes, I know she's addicted to laudanum. What, what is it's that? A, it's what is an she opiate. It's basically okay. opium. Uh, it's like a type it's of opiate. She was drinking cough syrup constantly. It's like the tombstone, you know, it's just, it, it is that, but it's like a full on opiate. So it's the, all the horrible stuff that we see going on in yeah. our society right now with the opioid crisis. It's like the same thing that you see there. Uh, like she's taken that and that's why she ends up dying from an yeah. overdose like they said uh with a lot of but i mean it's just she's so whiny she's never happy like then why it tries to like meet her halfway is like well you know what i can you know maybe i will come and stay home or maybe we will go back no yeah, yeah. it's like so whiny and just like well, always I, so did upset. we even need her in the movie because she isn't no. in it even that much i think if you went through and cut every single Wyatt wife scene out you probably save yourself fifteen minutes, and it doesn't skip. It doesn't miss a beat. I'm fine. The 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 other Earps had fine wives. I mean, give them a wife. I'm fine with that, and maybe that gives me even more tension with the uh, the actress. Like that, he's just like, oh man, this is the person yeah. that I really like that I'd like to see. And maybe that would add more heft to that. And she was good. I liked the actress. Like that. absolutely, she was great. Yep. Like her, the role wasn't bad. I just didn't like the setup of the love story. There's no buy-in for me. Like oh, one horse ride and saying Boy, that they they run into each other. You want to live out of uh, you want to live off a of room service or whatever they said and like yeah. Going, and then the wife's like that sounds terrible and why it's like yeah like throws his tantrums. Yep. Like, Come on, get the whole love story. I out agree. There. Get Doc Holiday back in. Now that, there's. There's a good, you know, love story. Somebody that's robbing casinos with them, and you know. But that's I was wondering, did did he that initial scene uh, with Doc Holliday and his lady there? 
did he rob that place when they were? Yes, they were. When was he was the, playing an honest game. But then, then as he was walking out, ensued. I noticed that he, he just, saw like the <laughs> stacks of money that he's just like, nah, I might as well throw these in, and yeah, he throws I was in his cup. About that. And they're on their merry way. Yeah. So maybe Doc Holliday is he is he in the top ten villains then? No. No. Okay. And, uh, he's like one of those anti villains. He's like Walt White. He's, so he's like Venom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's assault. Uh, well, I already talked about the skin that smoke wagon. So here we go. This scene also, I I liked it, but it also drove me a little bit nuts. I liked so when they go see the play or the performance, the traveling play. And I know what it's necessary in doing that. It was like a three-minute performance. Like everybody's coming out. Like that that monologue. That, that's great. That's great. That's, yeah. It's a good monologue. Uh, <laughs> so you you have all these people like is he said like three lines. Yeah. And, and maybe it was to do that. Or it was like she's coming out and doing this weird interpretive Faustian bargain, like this the devil yeah, selling the... is Faust selling his soul to the devil. Why was that so like like, Everybody oh thought it was God. great. Who was the devil? Oh, it's her? Like, why was that such a big deal? And I understand. Like, she, I, I watched the performance. I didn't see anything from no, it. No, she hopped around like Deion okay, Sanders yeah. a little bit and <laughs> called it good. thought I seen a hand go behind the head there. Yeah. <laughs> that was after she stole the soul. Uh, I just, I don't get, I don't get that part. And I, I, whatever, it's fine. It's just to see how lawless it is and introduce that. But I could have done without yeah. that part of it or just give me one performance of it it's just it's a little bit goofy um the other one <laughs> I'll let me give you no, one. no, I'm I, around no I like the snake draft aspect you're giving two now <laughs> I when I it's a great scene when Ike is losing it and he's talking crap about uh Virgil mm-hmm. and Sam Elliott's character and he's doing in the camera. Great camera work by the director. Just goes to Ike, talking crap to the bartender, like slaps the bartender in the face, Ooh, yeah. gets a shotgun back, turns around to none other than Virgil. And Virgil sees him there, and he goes to... He... Sam Elliott whiffs so bad on that pistol hit. Like, why did they try and reshoot it? Like, this <laughs> oh, is supposed so this to is knock the out Godfather, Ike? like the sunny punch yeah. type thing? Yeah. You know what? I missed it. If you go back and look at it, it's oh, so terrible. Wait. He like hits him on the shoulder, and then like Ike just yeah, tumbles yeah, to the floor. Well, down. I mean, we do. Ike does have a history of just random tumbles and stumbles. <laughs> now Ike is super drunk, uh, and throws him in. But still, even that, it's just like a little tap. Hit him on the shoulder is like a. It's like the like a gun Vulcan death grip. Yeah, it's like the Batman animated series of like the yes. pressure points, uh, the death touch or whatever you have. But that, I didn't like that yep. as well. So let's hear your other salty scene. How about the outstretched bloody hands after Bill Paxton dies? To me, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a real, and it is, you know, it's tough when the brother dies, but it just, to me, seems super over. It was almost like the guy, oh, my boy, <laughs> oh, 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 you know, when the horse head's in there, like he's looking at it and then walks outside and then just in the rain like get away from Dufresne. me i mean no get away from I, me. I it was you. hard it it took for me that <laughs> took a like a real intense pride you know real oh, moment it was great all the and way it it, yeah. it it found me kind of like chuckling <laughs> like oh god it was too much in that part it, you know you lost a bro- i would have rather have just seen him like collapse and collapse, just cry yes. right there with on Morgan, like, yep. or just like go kick that dog because he's so mad at the dog for <laughs> like, like I would, I would. Somebody shut that dog up! <laughs> I mean, he is furious, and nobody moves to go shut the dog up. By the Good way, point. he says it about three times, and they're all just sitting there. What do we well, got to do? Somebody go shut the dog up, yeah. please. 
apparently, Wyatt apparently, ask for ooh, much. apparently, the dog is the true alpha of the movie. Yeah. Then in that case, that dog is just losing it every little bit. Uh, last two, because we have already both alluded the shootout of the OK Corral, very good, painstakingly yep. redone. Way too many bullets. And well, maybe I should go back. Six shooters. There's six shooters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like I mean, some of those guys are just and pretty bad shots they're too. Uh, but I mean, well, that last away. guy that they're shooting at, it takes what? It, I think Wyatt misses a bunch, and then Doc Holliday is just unloading yeah. everything he has to yeah. him. So a little, little too many bullets, and then obviously the scene at the riverbed. The no. No, but here you go. This might change your mind just a little bit. I looked at it and I'm like, this scene is so ridiculous. According to witnesses that were at that area, that was actually true to life. Not not the yelling out the no, but people talked about when Wyatt Earp and Curly Bill went at each other. Curly Bill like took four or five shots at him point blank and missed. Missed. And then that's where Wyatt just yep. ends them right there. It's like, ah, I mean, because that's I had to cross that off of my salty scenes because finding out that that's actually that actually happened. Maybe the no, the slow motion gonna... no was too much yeah. for me. But no. I, it's no. the way they do it. But I was fine with the first two no's because you're kind of getting up and you're like we're pinned down and you're seeing your buddies, you're seeing Doc get shot at, you're seeing, you know, what was that? Uh, Oh, it's oh, yeah. Creek, Creek Johnson. Uh, you know, Richard Dreyfus in there. <laughs> oh gosh, dang it! I forgot. Yeah. Michael Rooker should have been my. Uh, oh, that's real. No, Rowdy Burns yeah. himself should have been Robbins Racing. Uh, could have been our our James Redpart. But anyways, like I could see those first two notes, but it's when he takes the final shot on the no and like shoots him in that point. It's like is that all a slow right. mo no. It is slow mo no. Too much no. All right, the last one I'm going to throw at you here, and this won't even be a scene. This is a a role. THC, give me somebody else. I love Thomas Hayden Church. I thought he was awful in this movie. Wow. And I didn't like any scene that he was in. And again, Wings, I'm a you know me, I'm a big Wings guy. Love Lowell Mather. I didn't I didn't need Thomas Hayden Church in this. I didn't think he worked for it and I, I didn't care for him. There was part of me that thought you were going to give your James Rebhorn award to, THC? to, to Thomas no. Hayden Church. It's the Sandman right. himself, part of the worst Spider-Man. Oh, here we go. We are getting to it now. You disagree with the, the Thomas Hayden? Not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. I just want to get I want to get to this recast. So, this people are going to get a little mad at us I think in this because we we keep our recast to about the 4. And when we look at it, it was really hard. Yeah. So here's what we have. This is what our, we're recasting. We're going to recast Curly Bill, the vi- one of the villains. Yeah. You got to recast Johnny Ringo. We're going to recast Doc, and we're going to recast Wyatt. Whew. Did you get any bonus herbs uh, in there? I put a bunch. Of I knew you did. Just in case. I knew you did. I'm going to stick to the four, but if you got if you got some, I got a lot of backups. Just all in right. Case let's throw in you. Virgil and Morgan because I'm ready for yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. I got. We'll one. We'll do some quick ones. So we'll have Virgil and Morgan. So Morgan is Bill Paxton. Yep. Who'd you get? And we won't spend a lot of time on these Bill, guys. And this is this is because I get these guys mixed up. Bill Paxton. Give me Bill Pullman. Paxton <laughs> for a Pullman. That's Paxton phenomenal. Pullman. I love it. Throw Bill Pullman in there, and we will not ride quietly into the night, Dave. <laughs> There's no Mr. Wrong on that one. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, while you were sleeping, Bill Pullman gets in there. I, I'm running out of yeah, Bill Pullman movies here. Say, I think we hit all three. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to change So Bill Paxton, I know we said we were going to talk yeah. about it too much, but now I, I'm in. Deep I'm diving in into your I'm Paxton. In. I'm in. Bill Paxton, just kind of that, 
that precocious, the young, he's, he's so excited. He's like, oh, what do you think happens? All the stars up there, what do you think happens when you die? I heard that you see lights, and I read that. He's like, well, gosh dang it, Wyatt. Uh, whatever. So I went with Owen Wilson. I thought Owen Wilson oh, okay. would be a fun Morgan. Uh, and then I think he could play the scene where he's bleeding out on the pool table. Yeah, and we've seen that he's got some Western chaps with the aforementioned Shanghai, Shanghai noon and nights. So he could, he could, he could put the old what, the nine-gallon, ten-gallon hat on and a mustache. Gallons. Yeah, it's the requirements. All right, <laughs> so Virgil, you're Sam Elliott. <laughs> this, I went voice Sam Elliott? Alone. I went Nick Nolte. Give me oh Nick Nolte God. as my Virgil. That's phenomenal. There goes Wyatt again. Ah, <laughs> 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 curly Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can do. That's yeah. it's, it's just I don't know how to do a Nick Nolte except the ah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, give me Nick Nolte as Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, especially when he's asking for ah, a hand in the god. I don't it turns into t- <laughs> I, that's why I can only do the one. So mine, I kind of cheated because I also went voice. But hey, who steals his voice in a Star Is Born? None other than Bradley Cooper. Give me Bradley Ooh. Cooper. I think he could pull off a good mustache. A little younger, but hey, you know Virgil's actually pretty young yeah. in this. And I was doing a little math and looking at it. Sam Elliott, I think, was uh, just turned. 50 when this movie came out or he might have even been 49 so i looks think good. bradley cooper looks look, kind of looks old for him yeah. actually. i thought he <laughs> would have pegged him at 60 well, marlboro reds for 30 years so there you do go that so that's my uh my virgil's bradley cooper so those are just your oh, bonus I like your it. bonus <laughs> herbs i knew you're not gonna get me again you screwed me over a couple of times wasn't it jurassic park you yeah, threw in your right. Wayne night uh, I, I we will not forget so let's get into it yeah let's I want to go, maybe we go Curly Bill. Yep. Let's go Wyatt next, Wyatt Earp, because I know he's top billing. And then maybe Johnny Ringo and then save our Doc yep. Holiday for okay, last. Yeah, I like it. So Curly Bill, would, oh, dang it, I want to get into a little bit of another. Would you say Curly Bill's the main villain or would you say it's Johnny Ringo? 100% Curly Bill. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know he's the ringleader. I mean, he's the but... ringleader of that. He's the, I mean, he's calling the shots. So All right. Johnny Ringo just seems to be uh, his number one. <sighs> I know. A guy. But Johnny Ringo's the final boss. I mean, you look oh, at the final fight. Okay, so you're giving me Mario logic. <laughs> I got you. He's, used right? He's your King Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I got you. Uh, but let's still go Curly Bill. Yep. Who's your Curly Bill? And we mentioned him earlier, actually, today. I'm going old reindeer games himself, Mr. Forrest Gump, Mr. Lieutenant Dan. Oh. Gary Sinise is going to be my curly Look at bill. That you got magic guns. You got <laughs> ma- Lieutenant Dan, magic guns. <laughs> uh, well, you can imagine there's a lot of rainstorms that come in that. You got out a storm. <laughs> there's a lot of good parts that we could have. There's all good parts. There's a lot of good parts. That's a good call, Gary Sinise. <laughs> We keep forgetting about Gary Sinise. Yeah. Very underrated. Big fan of Sinise. We, I want, we're going to come into some, uh, I feel like we're going to come into some Sinise. Some more Sinise. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. He's, he's always, he always he steps looks, it up. I mean, he looks like he, yes. he can definitely play that villain part. He's got, you know, he's got the look for it. He's got the, you know, like the the menacing aspect. And he's an alpha enough where he Man. can play the leader of the group. So, yeah. Rare is the guy. Sinise is one of the few that can just bounce back and forth between hero and villain. Think yeah, of his career. Because, I mean, was it Apollo uh, 
Apollo 13. 13, he's great. Great in it. He's also, a, he's great in, um, obviously, Forrest Gump. He's great as a hero in some of these other things. But then he's an amazing villain in Ransom. Ransom, yep. Uh, just a couple good of other. I mean, he's call. just really, really good going back and forth as the hero and the villain in some of those. So Curly Bill is very, very outrageous and very in-your-face with a lot of those, but still menacing at all times. Yeah. Good look. Uh, I mean, Powers Booth, powerful performance, yep. if I may. I, see what you uh, I went with somebody that's going to be on our minds a lot lately, Joaquin Phoenix. I think Joaquin Phoenix, think wow, great, one of my favorite, you might be hearing more from Joaquin Phoenix next week you in the Top 5 Villains. podcast? Huh? No. <laughs> no. As Commodus. Smile oh, for me now, brother. Right. I mean, can you think of a better villain? I mean, you might be hearing more from wow. him next week. What the heck did I? Put? But that's why I want a, a horror podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but Joaquin Phoenix, I think, would be a great Curly Bill. He's kind of got that menace, obviously, as we've yeah. seen in the Joker previews. Commodus, one of the biggest yeah, whiners yes. of all time. I can't believe I forgot about Commodus. He's 100% in the running for the yeah. top villains. Yeah. Stay tuned for next week. A nice tease. Dang. So Joaquin Phoenix, my Curly Bill. Great choice. Commodus Bill, if you will. Dang it, I like yours more than mine. I hate uh, when that happens. I love hearing yeah, that. I love hearing that. that. Happens. All right, let's go to, I mean, Wyatt Earp. Who do you got? Man, this, this is a tough, tough one. This was, I think, my toughest, too. I crossed out four guys, and I landed on, uh, you know, I went Christian Bale for me here, Dave. And I needed wow. I needed a guy. I needed those those oh. those good looks. I needed a guy that could command presence. You know, he need he needs to be. I know we keep saying the alpha, where he needs to be an alpha. And I think Christian Bale can can definitely deliver this. Think of how he great. can actually do. He's very versatile too. So think of how great he'd be when he grabs Ike and says, "Pray to me, pray to me." I mean, that, that's, yeah. gonna be a, that's gonna be a great scene. No, <laughs> In the Batman voice. So. That's funny that you went Christian Bale because Tom Gotham's coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Gotham's. Go- I can't believe we didn't even bring that up. I, I forgot know. about that. That's a great quote. I didn't like it. That that was another oh. one of my salty scenes. What that was right in there with the nose with me. No way. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. I loved it. it was, I, it, loved I it. ache in that to like an Arnold or a, a Sly, you know, giving those one-liners. It's great. You know, hanging around. <laughs> First, he was plain zero. Yeah. Uh, there's sub-zero. Right. Uh, so, uh, I really like your choice. The only reason I didn't go, <laughs> you like the running man, huh? I, the, I love the running the, man comment. Uh, but so I uh, I liked Christian Bale a lot. He was actually in my short list, and I had him there for a second. I only went away from him because he already did three ten to Yuma. I, that's what sold it. I was but looking you still at the three ten to Yuma yeah. cover, and I'm like, he can do it. <laughs> oh, he can do it, and that's I think he's a great pick. So a uh, well, and he did. He just was in another. Um, oh man, it was. Um, Gosh, I can't think of it. It, was, it wasn't called Hostages. or something like that. It was a one Hostiles. It might have been Hostiles. It was last year. I think it was just up for an Oscar for like screenplay. But anyways, no I think it's called Hostiles. Uh, my my wide herb, I went with Chris Pine. Kind nice. of the same thing that yep. you had um, because I thought of, was it Hostiles? Hostiles, oh, yeah. Nice. Good call. Uh, mobile. Hostiles. <laughs> uh, so 
I went with Chris Pine wow. because I think I had the hell or high water on my yep. mind. He pulled off a mustache. I don't know if he could pull off a hat. I know that's a big criteria that's for a you. Huge criteria. Uh, you I said mustaches and hats. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think Chris Pine just seems like he has that swagger. Seems like he has yep. that alpha feel. I mean, he's Captain Kirk. Uh, he just has that. That real good part to him, yeah. I think he could really pull off a wire. I don't think he's utilized enough. Either. No, not so, at all. I mean, what? Yeah, Star Trek's were great, but he can do. I mean, way Color more I than Water that. was yeah, great. Let's, let's keep pumping pine out there. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have more pine. More pine. Gotta, gotta get. Gotta get a lot of pine. requests here. All right, here we go. The main event, the versus the the Johnny Ringo. Yeah, and I was, like I said, this was when I when I was thinking of Johnny Ringo, and boy. We, Maybe we gotta do a hell or high water pod because when, when I thought of Johnny Ringo, I put Ben Foster down. Great and pick. I, and I, well, actually, you might just need to watch Three Ten to Yuma because he's in that one as well. Is he really? Yeah. So essentially, I put the cast of Three Ten to Yuma in this. <laughs> Let me guess: is Russell Crowe? Right? Russell Crowe's your Doc Holliday. He was on the short list of my Wyatt Earp though. Oh, and it's, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't seen Three Ten to Yuma. No, so I know you haven't. It's bull. legit. It's legit but for you. Ben Foster. Great pick. I mean. Great pick, great actor, real versatile, and you know dang well he could play that 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 cocky, confident, you know Johnny Ringo, and I I'd, I'd love his. Uh, I can't wait to see his interaction with my my Doc Holiday, which well, I, I'm looking forward to this. So I will also say, and this will kind of spoil it with Doc Holiday. I actually had Ben Foster as my other. Oh really? Because I think Ben Foster, like, just he has a very interesting way of talking as yep. well. Ooh, he and I think made a deep he could have pulled out. Yeah. I really like him as the Johnny Ringo for that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good pick. But I really think he could have pulled off Doc mm-hmm. as well, and that would have been really interesting. Are we at the point not to get too uh, off on a tangent here? Can Ben Foster be a lead? Or is he is he the, uh, no. like your Val Kilmer? You're, he's going to be. He's a, I think he's always he's a, a supporter. Great set. He's a Scotty Pippen of the movie all the time type of thing. I don't. I think that's usually what it's going to be. Him in the lead. He was just in a lead earlier. It was uh, gosh dang it. It's a movie that took place in the woods, <laughs> and I can't think of what it was called. Like <laughs> it, it, it was actually well, it wasn't a huge Leave movie. Leave no trace. Yes. Yeah. And it, like dealing with his daughter sounded amazing, but that that's kind of goes with that. Um, we didn't really hear about it because it's. I mean, you look at the fact yeah. that it's Ben Foster and he's not really carrying a movie. No, he hasn't done it. after Hell or High Water. He did Warcraft. Yeah, which I never seen. No, I don't think anybody did. It was a pretty big flop. Yeah. But my Johnny Ringo, I want to stay in the Chris family. Okay. I want to go Chris Pratt because Ooh. you look at Johnny Ringo. It doesn't he? feel like a true villain. He He's not Western. like an evil guy. Uh, Magnificent Seven. There it was. Okay. Uh, there we go. That was yep. the most recent Western. We yep. couldn't think of that oh, either. Okay. Uh, but Chris Pratt is always the hero, always that. And Johnny Ringo's not a, a horrible villain. No. Like I mean, he's a villain, but I don't see him as being this just, just. He's not Powers Booth. Mm-hmm. Like there's some really cool nuance to him. Pure evil. Like no, there's some nuance yeah. to him that I, I enjoy. Uh, and it's really, I think Chris Pratt could pull this off. And I think it would be fun to it see. It would be a fun. It's I fun. love when they pull those, when you have those classic, uh, 
like good guys, and then you can flip them. Yeah, usually like they that. win Oscars. Yep. You think of Denzel winning the Oscar for Training Day, or uh, look oh. at even Heath Ledger winning the Oscar. This is for... I don't think he, this guy won the uh, an Oscar for. What would Robin Williams do that he was that like one hour third, photo? One hour he was he was nominated for really? okay. at least a Golden Globe. I don't know I about Oscar. that being such like a shocking turn in that. Movie. Did you watch like, it? No. Yeah, but, but just, people hearing about yeah. it. Yeah. It's I think we talked about that on the Robin Williams pod. Did you refused okay. me. And, yeah. Me and Mike Munger. I, I didn't like seeing him. That light. <laughs> no, it, it's he's creepy. He's great in it. He was also a villain in uh, Insomnia, so that was really oh, good. Right. Yeah, great. Good movie. Pacino. Good flick. All right, here's the main event. This is what I'm excited for. We both feel like we probably had the same guy. I think we did because for me, this was the only person I could think of. But let's hear for you first. Well, like you said, you're you're filling huge shoes, and we 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 argued that he's a top twenty, probably to maybe even top ten all time character. Yeah. So if you're going to fill those shoes, I need to plug in there one of the best actors that we have. Tom Hanks? Not named Tom Hanks. Oh, sorry. I'm putting Daniel Day-Lewis in there, and I'm having Daniel Day-Lewis be my Doc Holiday. Whoa. I'm going heavy. I'm opening up the wallet. We're paying for Daniel Day. I'm bringing him on board. Oh, man. Bill the Butcher coming Bill out. the Butcher. Yep. I'm a, he's going to be my Doc Holiday. You know he can pull off a mustache. I, I, he he can do anything, he so can? it's fine. I I know I'm plugging a guy in. I feel comfortable with him filling that role, and it's it's tough because you're you're filling the, some of the biggest shoes. I I almost think Daniel Day is such a big actor. Like I do, he's <laughs> never on my radar ra- yeah. with that stuff. But I think I recast him in something before, but I don't even remember now. This is episode 32, guys. It's we that's why we need our official statistician <laughs> out here, uh, the official popcorn statistician. But you're there absolutely right. There will be right. blood, Dave. I know <laughs> that's a, it's a great pick because he's going to morph into any any role that he's in. So you're great pick with that. I want a little bit more current, yeah. though. I want a little bit more current, so we are not the same. I, yeah, I pulled him out of retirement here. I'm agreeing with you that it needs to be but a the powerful retirement actor. Guy, no, Moranis? no, yeah, Rick <laughs> Moranis. He's a, honey, I shrunk the doc. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the Huckleberry. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted to go with a very, very good actor as well. I think one of our better younger actors Ooh. who's really on the rise up. You talked about this being one of your favorite performances of uh, a movie very recently. I went with Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver could pull this off so well. Uh, Adam Driver, you might know him better as Kylo Ren. Uh, He was in Black Klansman. Klansman. Uh, I think that's the one that really propelled him into the conversation of being able to do stuff like this. Yeah, Yeah. and he is now... like his name keeps getting brought up with all these huge projects. I think his star is about to just yeah. be huge, and he's very like oh, you just choice. you look at him at, as Kylo Ren, and he is just so, I mean, interesting. Yeah, he's charismatic. I think he could pull this off really well. And to be honest uh, with you, the Kylo Ren character, you like I never thought it you would need it to be that in like that intricate that yeah. interesting or even how you could just you know. When I first, you could put anybody in there, but the way that Adam Driver really brought kind of that character and put gave it more depth, it's impressive. Yeah, it's. I, I think we had to bring in heavy hitters. Yeah, we couldn't just put in Christopher Mintz plots. Yeah, I. I yeah, could and Steve this is one. I don't know. Up? I don't know. I don't think he could. I don't think <laughs> I'll, he could. I'll uh, be your Huckleberry. Uh, that's. <laughs> 
actually uh, just doing that line. I could actually see him doing that, uh, like just yelling and screaming. I could see I him like yelling, we're, the, we're, you know, Daisy. I feel like we're close to a Judd Apatow like spoof where uh, where Steve Carell plays the heel All of the, a western. It should be. It should be. I guess I, that was a thousand ways to die in the West. Oh, there you go. There's another there one. Another the one. Seth MacFarlane one. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, just to recap, my my curly bill. <laughs> My curly bill was uh, Joaquin Phoenix, my uh, Wyatt Earp, Chris Pine, my Johnny Ringo, uh, Chris Pratt, and my Doc Holliday, Adam Driver. Man, I, I liked your cast, though, too. I love the Doc Holliday. So curly bill for me was uh, my man Gary Sinise, uh, Wyatt Earp. We had Christian Bale, Johnny Ringo, Ben Foster, Doc Holliday, Mr. Daniel Day-Lewis. The third. No, he's not yep. the third. 310 right. to Gangs of New York <laughs> right. is basically what we just uh, heard right uh, there. Any, uh, did you have any almost, almost cast? Because let me, let me tell you who I had for Curly Bill. Oh, are these are tidbits or are these? No, uh, no. Oh, yeah. We got to get to the tidbits. Yeah. Just a quick, I had Danny, Danny Huston written down. And if you remember him from Striker, Wolverine, he was in that. No, was Wolverine's. I don't know if I do it. remember, oh yeah, I was really close to him, and that was mainly because he he looks really close to Powers Boots. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's oh no, I got. I'm you. glad. I'm glad I went with Sinise though. Uh, really, I always go gut. Like if, yeah. if somebody pops into my head, it's pretty much there's not a ton of back and forth. The only one was Ben Foster mm-hmm. and Christian Bale uh, were kind of in my mind for different roles in that but no i yeah. i usually have to go for my heaviest hitter so i yeah. really wanted to figure out my doc holiday and i had an driver down for erp that would have been good too i was yeah say hi to you awesome. say yeah. hi to your mother for me yeah you know say hi to your mother for me <laughs> uh it would have been that would have been an uh, interesting let me well. throw some tidbits, tidbits at you here finishing up with those tidbits man so obviously wide erp true story he had nine total siblings yeah you know including himself three sisters five brothers and obviously wyatt and this is the big one for me. Kurt Russell was the actual director of this movie. What? Gary Kosmats? Yeah. Kosmati? Yeah, Kosmati. Kosmatsos or something? Yeah, we'll call him George. George Kosmats was hired to be his, uh, his on-set ghost director. And Kurt Russell actually directed this himself. And it, it's, it was one of those things where he brought him on because the the guy who was originally wrote the wrote the script and I I don't think I wrote down his name but he he bowed out he just couldn't hack it as far as uh directing it so they brought this George on but Kurt Russell wanted to handle most of this and so he had George be a ghost director they were doing hand signals when Kurt Russell wanted him to change different things he sac- Kurt Russell sacrificed hours of sleep personal character dialogue to make this all work and then he promised him that he would not, he'd never reveal it while he was alive. So this will stay between us while you're alive. And then in 2013, he finally revealed it in an interview, almost 10 years after no way. George died. And Val Kilmer what? actually confirmed this as well. What a tip. He said, it's just, he said, Kurt, Kurt sacrificed a lot for this movie. He sacrificed personal character. He sacrificed lines. He said he was the reason this movie was successful is because of Kurt Russell. So that's, and Kurt actually got the idea of how to make this from his buddy from Tango and Cash, Sly Stallone. A Mr. Sly Stallone who gave him the idea from he apparently had a similar setup in Rambo 2 and in Cobra. 
I, I was just looking at filmography because yeah. that's where I'm like, and George. apparently George, uh, not directed Cosmatos. much. Yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. Can I get that? It's, you might as well be like the third string quarterback yeah. holding the clipboard. But that's, that blew my mind. That's amazing. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a big one. We had uh, what? Do you think Kurt Russell would have stayed quiet on it if this George guy like got nominated for best director? I like, boy, I that would have been hard. Like I do because he stayed so ten years. It was me, Oscar. It was me all along. Ten years after his death, he doesn't say anything, and he finally did a candid interview. Where wow, he explained it all. So yeah, I was. What a tidbit! That might be your biggest tidbit of right? all. What a tidbit! How about this? Oh, Kevin Costner was originally involved in Tombstone. He was, this was his project, but he disagreed. Kevin Jari, that's who, yeah. uh, that's, okay, I knew I had that written down, but disagreed while how he was, how the story was being told. So he made he, his own, right? Yep, he thought it should be more about Wyatt Earp, bowed out, left the project, and did his own competing movie, released it six months after I Tombstone. Know, I knew it came out close. But gave his blessing to continue on with the tombstone project with this because at the time costner was the alpha the the alpha of you know actors right off at dances with wolves so that's uh boy i was really surprised about that yeah so costner bows out here comes the casting what ifs dave the best what do we got doc holiday we know it now as val kilmer can you imagine seeing william defoe in there because that's that was the first choice I mean, it wouldn't have been as good, but he would have been yeah. good. I don't. It, you're right. It wouldn't. It would have been, been different, good, but it would have been. It's hard to see anybody else there. Yeah. He was the first choice, but his role is. I'll be your Huckleberry. Is that Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was the first choice, but his role in the the Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. It. Yeah. I've never Martin seen Martin Scorsese. That there we go. Yeah. His role in the Last Temptation of Christ, some five years before the Played movie. Christ. Was too the too much controversy surrounded it, so yeah. they they didn't they wanted to separate him from it. Was it. too worried about too worried about tombstone. <laughs> so you saying Jesus Christ can't shoot a six shooter? <laughs> 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 so Johnny Ringo, Mickey Rourke turned down the role oh. of Johnny Ringo. I mean, talk God, about adding another heavy hitter to, to this lineup. <laughs> uh, Richard Gere was another guy yeah, that was initially terrible. wanted for Wyatt Earp after a Costner dropout. Great so, no call on yep. that. But uh, I like the Mickey Rourke. I didn't yeah. mind the William Defoe, no. but Val Kilmer killed it so much that it's it's hard to see anybody in there. And the last little thing I'll throw out at you here, Davey, I don't know if you noticed it in the movie, but the, there's a tombstone that says, Here Lies Lester yeah. Moore. Four, Four slugs from a yeah. 44, no, no less, less no, more. no more. Yeah, It's an actual tombstone in tombstone arizona that says that no way and you can go and see it it's, it's really yep and the directors that's not the tombstone they obviously no. you know yeah they didn't you know dig up a grave and bring it on set or anything like that but that's bring an, less that's an actual tombstone in tombstone arizona oh, i found that crazy fantastic so, some tidbits for you those are great tidbits yeah. on this what nothing you would expect nothing less on a, a great a movie ghost director like in a great here. movie like tombstone wow. man what a fun this was a fun yeah this was a fun rewatch. This was a great bucket list. I'm hoping we get a lot. We want to hear your recasting yep. ideas. I can't wait. Uh, Michigan Podcasting Network on Facebook, uh, at DFTP Movie Pod on Twitter. I know we're going to hear from Mike Peters, the Mike Pressure Peters. Jack Ruthroff hey. has been chomping at the bit. He hasn't shared any of his. Like he, <laughs> he was sending me. He was sending me last night teasers of what his uh, recast was going to be. So I know we're going to hear. Ooh. 
uh, he, he's he's sending out hints, and he's been it's been so hard for him. He's been sitting at Tombstone for like two months, so he's probably had this. But we threw a uh, curveball. He doesn't. Hopefully, he'll be sitting in butter after uh, this. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if his Hall of Rebhorn is yeah. ready though, so we'll have to see if we're ready there. So, uh, closing thoughts here, man. Fun pod, Dave. Great rewatch. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. That's that's the reason you do this pod. Yeah. Uh, you know, you 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 came in a little uh, downtrodden with your yeah. you know your confession. Started among, off a little contrite, but uh, ended, ended on a high ended note. Ended strong. Ended strong. So. Remember, next week is our top five villains, so make sure that you get ready for that. But I look down, the bucket is now empty, and we are excited to go and bring out those villains next week. I'm going to have to work on my evil laugh. I'll have to work on all that, but we will see everybody next week. <laughs>